tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Um, their daily income is such that it cannot actually support this yeah. kind of treatment. Up to 1,200 exactly. a, a week. A week. Uh, and Kwame said if you annually, if you earn medication to it, you are in a range of 80,000 exactly. a, a year. And how many of us, can, how afford many of us yeah. can afford it? Even those of us who are working and receiving monthly uh, salaries, how many of us can afford it? So I think we, we need to delve deeper and, you know, Non-communicable diseases has become a world burden. The fact that more people are getting diabetes mellitus, more people are getting hypertension, and these existing conditions can result in that. Mm. Even extreme malaria can also result in this. Aside the alcohol and what we know as um, the herbal intake, which are not actually properly um, actually standard by the Food and Drugs Authority mm. and all of that. And it will amaze you to know we, we live in a country where people can still buy drugs from people who are selling it in some boxes or in a pan. And you can never ascertain the, the quality of these drugs and they can also have an effect on our kidneys in terms of whatever it is that we are taking. So the data that has been churned out 
is important, but we need to scrutinize further mm. and we need to build more data in terms of the, the causes, what is causing a lot more of these to mm. be coming up. Because we are talking about this for our patients, but we are not left out as even health professionals. And, and indeed, I have a, a renal nurse uh, yes. who will join us pretty shortly with Koju. But I want to quickly, since we have uh, Dr. Mpoma in the studio, uh, and Dr. Mpoma is the chief executive of Kolibu Teaching Hospital, as he's been said, it's the announcement that Kolibu was going to increase, or has increased, but people were charged that the cost of uh, dialysis that had triggered this whole conversation, really. They got the nation to sit up and pay attention. Uh, it's been more than a week now. As a chief executive, reflecting on that, I wonder what, what your feelings are now that we're having this conversation, we're having a, a policy dialogue on this going forward. Any regrets from where you sit that that was even a conversation that started because Kolibu announced an increase and actually charged people for it? What, what has been the reflection over the last one week? I'm, I'm curious to know, at Kolibu and yourself. All right, thank you very much. So um, um, let me begin by saying that uh, I need to set some of the record straight. Okay, so uh, this conversation is something that we've been having in the hostel for quite a while now in terms of the sustainability of uh, renal dialysis as a means of treating um, patients with chronic kidney disease. Now, let me also situate Kolebu's, where the role that Kolebu has played. Um, at the last count, we had about between 700 and 900 patients in the entire country who are on regular dialysis. Okay. Now, out of that 700 or so, around about 300 to 350 are treated at the Kolebu Teaching Hospital alone. Now, um, this presupposes that Kolebu is actually carrying a lot of the burden in terms of providing dialysis services. But we do about 2,000 dialysis sessions every month. And the how to sustain these services has been a major challenge. In fact, we are grateful for um, the partnership that we have with the First Sky Group, where, who single-handedly has sponsored dialysis patients throughout the last six year or so years, and they're paying about one million cities every quarter for that. So, in fact, if you come to Kolim, in of those who are actually paying, about 80% of our patients who are on, on our dialysis program uh, you know, just about the number is around 250. Uh, don't don't pay anything at all because they are sponsored by uh, the First Sky Group. The rest of the patients either pay out of pocket or are sponsored by organizations. So, for a large majority of the Kolibu patients, because we've had this strategic partnership with the First Sky Group, most of our patients do not have to pay any fees at all for for dialysis. And so, uh, I mean, we are grateful to First Sky Group for this uh, impactful intervention. But then, and this is just one organization that is trying to do uh, that. And of course, over the time, uh, over the course of time, uh, inflation exchange rate issues have hit the cost of, uh, in terms of the dialysis kits. So there was a need to do an upward review. Unfortunately, as you said, uh, there was some administrative lapse. And so this was introduced prematurely when it shouldn't have uh, been so. And so once it came to attention of management, we immediately ordered for it to be withdrawn and uh, for uh, you know for them to revert to the old chart. So we go through the process, uh, you know, to uh, get the fees approved, and then the new fees can be applied. Okay. Now, so if you take the fact that, yeah, we're definitely going to see an increase in the cost of dialysis. At yes, because if there was no justification for the increase, wouldn't have the proposal wouldn't have come in the first place. So there is a need to increase. As to what specific quantum the increase will be, 
it will only be determined after it has gone through the entire process, including Parliament, and then that, that can be. I'll come back to you for a lot more um, because obviously, as you know, I said this is a conversation we've been having, yes. but truly, this really flew up the, yeah, the yeah, handles exactly. and hit the air. We'll come back to you. Right. I, I want to bring in my colleague uh, Kudo Yangson right now, uh, who is who is joining uh, me because Kudo, you have with you some dialysis uh, patients who are on dialysis currently with you they've been listening to the statistics of the breakdown of the challenge now with the picture we are getting of how many children are affected by this with the example of calling i i wonder if what we've heard reflects the reality that they've had to live on the daily basis well evans you've asked the question of the evening and these are the faces and beating hearts behind the dialysis crisis it's my pleasure to introduce you to kojo bafo ahinkra now kojo has end stage kidney failure right as he's sitting there right now that's his current condition he's been on treatment for eight years how he's afforded that well he'll share the story with us thomas vincent can of course we know of uh, thomas he's been a kidney patient on dialysis for more than a decade we have here those who are in the trenches providing the health care james mckeon amwa is a senior nursing officer at the renal dialysis unit of kolibu and of course we have uh, representative the ghana health service dr fred adumakumbwating he's a regional director of health service at the bono East region. Uh, so these are our panelists here in the Joy Studio, and we can now start to understand the stories behind the big numbers that we've been discussing. I, I want to start with you, uh, Kojo Bafuahinkra. First of all, help us understand what it means to have end-stage kidney failure and what you have to do to stay alive. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. End-stage kidney failure basically means your kidney is not able to function properly. It's no good to retract the excess water for you to give proper urine, filter the blood for you, so you have you need dialysis three times a week. To How be... much does it cost you? Well, when I went to Kolibu 2015, it was up two point something before the first Sky Group came in. As in 200 and something? Yes, I forgot the exact week, but it was two point something. That was a 2015. Yeah, but that's when I went there, that was it. But, um, Subsequently, as time goes, they've they been increasing it, increasing it until we go to the 380. Yeah. But proud to that, uh, the first Sky Group company has been in there supporting us. Yeah. My brother, if not that, uh, most of us will not be sitting here by now. So that has been what has been sustaining us up to now until 22nd May of this year when the units shut down to OPD. Yeah. The unit was shut down to OPD patients because the consumables were shot so right. it was shut down to us so we have to find our ways thank god once again there are a lot of um private facilities around that have been taking care of us so so do you have to pay for this private service if in Colombia we are paying the first guy is paying so how much more private facility right so how much are you paying for private dialysis currently it's between five to thousand cities depending on where you go every time yeah a session so so how many sessions do you have a week me on my diagnosis i'm supposed to do three but i don't have the means so I'm, i do twice a week even twice a week i'm i'm not able to do it i manage it sometimes i go for once do you a week work? currently i'm out of job how long have you been out of work for some time now for some because time. of this condition sure so how are you paying up to a thousand cities a pop twice or three times a week uh few friends i have a 
particular ones and a particular sister would not like to mention her name. Mm. Sometimes you watch you eat, you put it down, and you, but she can only pay once a week for you. The rest you have to feel friends. And now we are becoming a burden to the society. You pick a phone, you pick a phone, you want to call your friend. He knows you are coming to ask for money, so you will not even pick. Wow. You pick a phone, maybe you want to even to say hello, maybe there's an information you are trying to ask him. He will not even answer it. Later on, you call back and say, oh, child, I saw your call. Now, this Samuel. It's not true. Because he knows you are coming to ask money. And it's true. When you call the person, it's money you are going to ask the person. Because sometimes, maybe for me, for instance, um, it's almost about a week, getting to a week that I have not gone for it. I'm just managing the situation. Mm. Somebody cannot even stay after three, four days. You eat, you drink. And then you see sometimes you can't sleep at night. You can't breathe. When you lie down, you can't breathe. You have to sit down throughout the night. But if the money is there and you're doing three times regular, you see that you'll be fit up and going and coming. So it's a very challenging issue. Yeah. Very challenging I issue. can picture the indignity of having to make these phone calls just, you know, to, to stay alive. Even moment. the phone calls, I said they won't pick. Mm. They won't pick. They will not pick. Yeah. And it's like, eventually, you've turned a beggar. Turn a beggar. I mean, you've turned a beggar. And it's so embarrassing. You see your mates going, coming, you pick a phone. Oh, Charlie, it's inside no good. Oh, so sometimes, like I keep saying, you wish one day you wake up and you are gone peacefully. You have actually considered why not? suicide. Why, why not? Because... You can't breathe. You can't do anything. Sometimes you become very weak, sick. And then you don't have the means. The only means for you to survive is to go through the dialysis. And you don't have the means to go. Olubu is not a charity home. Like I always keep saying, the price that they are, the new price that they brought, unless we don't want to speak to the truth, unless we don't want to speak to the truth, the reality on the ground is that it's factual. The price that they are charging now the new price is true. At least we are a bit educated. When you go through um, the net, you got to know the prices of the consumables. You could see it's, the reality is there. I mean, that's how it is. Even I can even I think it's supposed to be around eight hundred and something. But the point is, we cannot pay. Thomas, I suspect you can relate to a lot of what um, we're hearing from Kojo because you have been on dialysis for ten years. Ten years. So tell me, I mean, is it really as we picture it, is it a scramble between life and death from one session to the next as you make phone calls and visit people all in a bid to find the money to pay for your next treatment? Yes, it has never been easy. Uh, like he rightly said, there are times, uh, you know, I have uh, sailed through this, through the benevolence of uh, on your microphone i understand that we have some challenges with your microphone but i'm so glad that we also have with us uh, james uh, amwa and um dr fred Boatin, because you are the caregivers if you will the providers of this service which now is in crisis due to the ballooning costs so look how common is what happened to young priscilla 
idea of someone who can't afford their next session and so the next time you hear of them they are dead thank you Kojo. um i'm kind of a bit emotional because um, these are things we see all the time just this week there was a four-year-old child in colibola diagnosed of ckd and end stage and i saw the mother there's a little boy in oxygen all the nurses there were even crying because we couldn't see a four-year-old child go through that if you look at the cause of kidney disease there are so many of them infections can cause that so even for the children simple malaria if you don't manage it properly can lead to uh, kidney disease so we see this all the time and um when we are speaking it's not all gloomy because if patients are able to go through the care we're able to manage them for them to be like Sahinkra. there are people who are working who are being our patient there are pastors i know who go to church on sundays to preach they come for dialysis there are ministers of state i know who are coming for dialysis and so go to parliament and do their work so it's not like get kidney disease and that's the end but once you get regular dialysis get your labs done all the time be able to control your your blood make sure that your your blood is up to a particular level that's the hb if you have hypertension in other comorbidities you're able to go through the proper management mm. it can be like anybody else and do your work but the major limitation for me on their side is financing how are they able to afford even when first i was paying for them as you mentioned there are people some of our patients who don't come because they'll tell you i can't get money to pay transport from adenta to kulubu and back some of them come and we need to buy them food so the challenges is not only about them but other things that we need to have a conversation about how do we even expand access to dialysis care to patients how do we make sure that we do proper investment in dialysis care in Kolebu, we have only nine machines in Kolebu. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. 250 to 300 patients. We used to do 1,000 to 2,000 daily sessions, and we are not doing that anymore. So we really need to look at the conversation. I'm happy this conversation has come up. We've been seeing this in darkness, but now it's up. And um, we thank God it's happened, but we know they make it. Four-year-old child. Four years. Gasping for air. And the youngest I've seen was a three-year-old child in 2019. Oh, no. Three-year-old child. So it's very common. We see them, we see them die. And people look at the numbers, mortality, but we see them as human beings. Who have died? It's, it's so sad. Well, one of these human beings who is kicking.
10 years in is Thomas Khan. I think we fixed your microphone now. So, Thomas, you are talking about how you're having to rely on the, you know, benevolence of friends and sometimes strangers. Tell me, do you have a family, a nuclear family? How is this affecting them? Well, I think that uh, it's been a drain on everybody because uh, I keep telling people that this is one sickness that when you have it, it's not just physically draining, but psychologically and emotionally. Because when it becomes, uh, uh, when you are not well like that, it becomes a burden on everybody around you, even mere friends. Like, uh, they're also not happy, you know, uh, you being in that condition. So it becomes, you know, that kind of burden to everybody. And it's been like that for uh, the family as well. So it's, it's not been easy, Koju. It's never been easy. Now, you told me that in the early days after your diagnosis, you had to be referred to a psychiatrist yeah yes why yeah i think that um uh, the doctor uh and yeah i remember uh dr yawasanti uh he referred me to see the psychologist because then like i was going through a lot psychologically and there were times like i really wanted to even give up when you say give up give up like like uh, my uh, senior brother said that uh, there are times you want to end it all like you wish uh, you know you die peacefully and then everything ends and then I, there were times you got to that stage and you know you get so confused and you're like uh, is it even worth it like you know struggling and all of that but uh, you know through it all I went through the psychological therapy and then that kind of even uh, boosted my you know energy and uh, because there were times I didn't want to see my own picture I couldn't look into the mirror because I had changed physically everything had changed mm. and like I, I kind of didn't like what I was seeing the new me that I was seeing it was really hard to uh, you know take it I remember the early days when uh, my friends and then through uh, my media house we tried to do some publicity to get some fans for me just seeing myself on tv with that kind of story you know this is something that i've been doing for people but you know this is me and they are talking about me it was kind of it, uh, there were times i didn't want to watch the tv or listen to the radio anytime they, they come on radio uh, i was kind of like you know it scared me i was like wow is this me it, it wasn't easy to take <laughs> have you also seen an effect of this on your productivity Sorry, come again. Your productivity, your ability to work. Uh, it has affected because, um, one, uh, the dialysis process itself takes four hours. You go to the hospital and the machines are not enough. So usually uh, where I do mine, that is the Cape Coast Teaching Hospital, because we don't have a lot of the machines. Uh, I get to the hospital sometimes before 3.30 a.m. Just to go and queue. If you don't go early, oh. it means you are, you are not going to leave there early. So you can imagine. Hmm. Even if we go and then this is a queue and he comes before me, he spends four hours. So it means that I will be sitting down waiting four hours before he gets to my tent. Then I also go on the machine for four hours. So virtually eight hours is gone. So sometimes you 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 finish and you are drained. You are like you are tired. Hmm. You get it. So 
thankfully, my bosses understand me, so sometimes I get that flexibility to sometimes, uh, you know, go to work and all that. are one of the lucky ones. So, yeah, so far, one, the yeah. people I've spoken to, unfortunately, have ended up dropping out of work sure. because it's just yeah, that's true. tenable. Um, I'm very glad Dr. Fred Adumakumbuating mm -hmm. is here with us. And of course, you ply your trade in the Bono East region as the Director of Health Service. Let me ask you this. In the Ghana Health Service, is there a team that is working to solve the dialysis crisis? So, uh, thank you. Uh, I, I, I know the pain you are going through. Uh, to just sum up what uh, uh, our dear colleagues are going through, I'll just give bits and pieces of even literature that has, uh, work has been done. And this was even done in Ghana. And I quote what they said. So that, and I believe this is a dialogue context where we really want to look at a long-term solution and not really about piecemeal in addressing. Uh, basically, what we are seeing is a sign and symptom of a bigger underlying problem. But until we fix that, if there is a tap, we open and water is coming out, we cannot really handle it unless you close the tap. But let me quote what was written in this literature. The management of this condition is highly burdensome as it takes a heavy toll on both the financial and emotional well-being of both patients and the loved ones. We can just see what they have just described. And he went on to say that in the sub-Saharan Africa, the outcome of end-state kidney disease is rather because the resources and the expertise needed for combating the disease are scarce. And there is limited awareness of the disease and its risk factors. And this was done by Autry and et al. BMC 2020. I just want to give you some statistics when it comes to Ghana Health Service, the country, so that we can just oppose these cases that we are seeing and then know that what we are talking about is the tip of the All the work that people really have done was not in the hospital. Challenges. Let me give some statistics. If you look up our statistics for kidney-related diseases, and this was from DEMS, 2019, we had 19,230 cases. 2020, we had 26, 23,000. 2021, 31,908. Then when we come to 2022, 32,382. You can see what is happening. And you can see it's mimicking what is presenting. Let me talk about the three common causes of what we are discussing. And if you look at the literature, it's the same. If you look at the United States of America, the leading cause of end-state kidney disease is diabetes. But when we come to Ghana, hypertension is the leading cause and the other infections. I want to put this in context so that we can have a bigger discussion. Now, if you look at hypertension, 2019, these are cases that we have not even diagnosed of, even the spectrum that we are talking about. 
we had 626,366 hypertension. 2020, we had 59,630. And then 2021, we had 61,010. And 2022, we had 622,904 hypertension, which is the leading cause of why we are here. Then if you take diabetes, 2019, we had 17,178,036. 2020, we had 174,202. 2021, we had 203,054. And 2022, you can see something is happening. And unless we come together to look at this, how are we going to address? I, I'll give you some statistics of where we have dialysis in the service and the focus of dialysis. One of the major things that we are talking about, basically we are now discussing about chronic stage. Look, but we have a lot of stages or spectrum which can even be addressed by this dialysis. So that of necessity, what we are here is even the last stage that we should be talking about when it comes to dialysis. You need dialysis for a lot of acute cases that people come, which you can actually do something so that people don't progress. Mm -hmm. And it's important that our attention will go there so that the people truly who are supposed to have end-stage chronic renal failure, then we can manage them. Because if we don't close that, and all these numbers, one, are not picked in early, two, are not managed very well, and three, are not even taught how to diagnose this, even from the lower basis to be referred to where we have these nephrologists, then we have a lot of issue on our hands. Mm. So this is the context. Eastern region is having dialysis, but when you go to the regional hospital, when you go, it's mainly used for acute kidney injury. You have the former uh, regional hospital, which is now the teaching hospital, they also have dialysis. You go to Tamale Teaching Hospital, they have a fair quanta in Western Region is having. Uh, so, and then you have Upper West, they are also having two. So these are the distribution in terms if of If I may, I mean, you've, you've shared a lot of important statistics, which means that the Ghana Health Service knows the size of the problem. I'm interested in the solutions you have implemented, right? Because you, you seem to even know how it should be addressed, that you should tackle the acute cases. Once you've dealt with them, then all you have to do is focus on the chronic cases like our guests in the studio. Now, my, my question is, this, if, you know, if you know the size of the problem, what have you done to fix it? You know how many people are coming from hypertension, how many people are coming from diabetes. What have you done? Okay. So, if, and this is a major policy issue. If you look at the national health policy, one of the key things that is there in the policy is workplace infirmaries. And by means of workplace infirmaries, all places that you have people working, even marketplace is part of them, school infirmaries, if you come to Bunit, we have what we call wellness clinic. And the wellness clinic it's a clinic that anybody can walk in and have your BP checked and have your sugar checked. That is one major thing the service is doing. And that you don't have to be sick to go to the hospital. And then we have other pharmacies that are also checking. In Bunuis, we have what we call the wellness day. A 
every last Friday of every month. We have made so noise about it that look, if you have not checked your BP, then on your birthday, kindly check. So we have what we call the wellness clinic. If you go to any Ghana Health Service facility, you can go in and ask about the wellness clinic. But in spite of that, the numbers are rising. So it's not working. There, there are two issues that we can look. You know, we, there's always darkness before light. And the moment you begin to look, the moment you begin to look, look, all these cases that we are talking about, like it never existed, they have been there yeah. until a torchlight was shown on. So, unless, until but you knew, you knew, and your health service was aware. Obviously. Yeah. And this is what we are doing. So, we are, we want to pick as early as possible. And the best solution in the States, they, I even wanted to add a quote, and I'll come back to what Ghana Health Service is doing. He said, look, and this was done by a lady called, uh, written by Tamara E. Holmes, publishing. The bottom line, dialysis can be costly even if you have health insurance. Look, the quality of life, no, we shouldn't even get there. What should we do? Pick them as early as possible, one, which we are doing. We are doing a lot of massive screening. We support from PATH and other people. We are doing massive screening, that's one. Two, there is a need for all of us to be educated that when we pick hypertension, it's not lysis. If you look at the statistics, most of the people at end stage adult are males. Yeah. And because the males are health-seeking pattern, yeah. the behavior is very different from the others. Yeah. I don't know about the statistics, but you see that we are the culprit. How do we also engage all sociologists, anthropologists for us to know that, look, hypertension, diabetes, the earlier you pick them and even go on medication, is better. But because you haven't engaged these people. You are, you are making it like a suggestion to... No, we are engaging them seriously. When? And, Which uh, team is doing this? Give us the names of the people okay. leading this project. How far along are they? What progress have they made? What, what numbers have we seen as a result of the work they are doing? What are you doing? Okay, so when we come to the service, we have what we call the health promotion unit. And the, is the basis for the health promotion to really talk a lot about the causes. And I, I believe that we, we, we talk about whether we have to capture it. We can capture it. But the simple example I'm giving you, if you come to Buni, it's another facility. Every Friday, everybody entering the hospital, we check your BP. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? ¿Ya estás preparado 
para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Once we check your BP and put you on medication, hardly would we come to this stage. But why only Buno East? Why is this not a policy across the Ghana Health Service? Across the whole Ghana Health Service. When I go to hospital, that doesn't happen to me. Are you sure? I'm positive about it. Nobody has said, come here, let me check if you have uh, kidney problems. No, when okay. I enter the, so uh, the, there are two hospital. ways that we have to look at it. The, the, you have to look at the beef fat. Let's, let's double check. These, these are two people who go to the hospital okay. every, every week. Uh, is that your experience in the outpatients? Do people come along and say, we want to test you for hypertension or diabetes or kidney disease? Well, uh, it's not something that uh, I don't think uh, it happens where I, I go. Unless you yourself go there that I want to be checked. What about you, Kojo? Mm -hmm. um, I can't attest to that because first, where we used to do the dialysis up there, we are not privy to what's happened at the OPDs. Mm -hmm. And currently, where we do our dialysis, mm -hmm. where it is close to the OPD, mm -hmm. to, we don't see, we, we, we are a bit out of not out of Kulibu, we leave Kulibu and we are far away from Well, James yes. works there. As it's going to say that kidney disease is a non-communicable disease. So when we have the conversation, let's also look at the fact that non-communicable disease now is rising globally. And so when it comes to lifestyle issues, there are major risk factors for all of this. So you mentioned hypertension, diabetes, and other causes. If you have a population where we don't exercise, we'll have this um, non-communicable disease increase. Have a population where people don't eat well, people drink alcohol, people abuse their system, they don't rest, there's, there's no stress relieving activity they can do to reduce their stress. These things will go up. Now, kidney disease and the rights are talking about it. Diabetes is rising, cancers are rising. So we need to also look at the conversation about how do we really work on bringing policies that to help protect our people from non-communicable disease. And one of them that I want to share with you, when we did the sugar sweet beverage tax I spoke to you about some time past, mm -hmm. ultra-processed foods, these soft drinks, these cookies and others that are just rich in um, glucose, mm -hmm. some high salt, and all of those things, only to obesity, diabetes, only to chronic disease, and other diseases. There's a policy now that says that we are putting a 20% tax on it, which will make it more expensive, which will reduce consumption, which will raise money for government to do other interventions. And one thing I was going to say that those money that we get from this should be channeled into management of non-communicable disease like, like this disease. So that if we need to do research look at local, what is the local causes of CKD in our country, we can look at all of this. What you mentioned, it may work in Ghana Health Service. Kolebu is not under Ghana Health Service, so mm -hmm. that particular wellness clinic may not be there. I'm not very sure. Mm. But if he says it's working in Ghana Health Service, maybe it is. I can't verify well, it. Well, I mean, he's been he's able to tell us what they are doing uh, in Bono East, which is right. good. Uh, the, uh, the question is, that who is planning this on a national level? Evans, that takes us all the way back to policy. And, of course, you've got the right people in the studio with you to have that discussion, don't you? Uh, and indeed, Kujo, thank you very much. And that uh, conversation is uh, pretty riveting, hearing from the uh, patients themselves. And joining me in the studio, and there's a lot of co uh, questions around policy intervention to, to try and deal with this particular challenge. With me in the studio is a presidential advisor uh, on health. And so I'm going to uh, bring him into the conversation. Obviously, uh, perpetually still with me uh, with the Ghana Residents Association, Dr. Ampoma himself with the uh, the Kolebu Teaching Hospital. Uh, on Zoom, as you may have noticed, we have the 
Dr. Kwame Safwasi do with us also. Um, I want to bring you in, uh, Mrs. Yassari. So you've had the conversation. The, from the patient's point of view, the cost element is key, right? And for them, that is an issue, a barrier that needs to be removed uh, in dealing with this, with this whole crisis. First of all, you agree this is a crisis that needs urgent addressing. And from what we're hearing from the uh, Ghana Health Service rep, they, 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 there's an appreciation of the problem, but the issue really is about finding the solution to it. Yeah, thank you very much, Evans. Um, I've been listening to all the speakers, especially the patients and Dr. Adwako from Ghana Health Service. You see, renal end-stage renal diseases is one of the non-communicable diseases, as the other gentleman said, that is causing a lot of problems, not only in Ghana, but worldwide. 